Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Apologise for that background noise. My laptop just, you know, mad. Whatever. Anyway, so, after a big scintillating win against um, Everton, beating them at Goodison Park 4-1, um, it was a very quick turnaround with just three days later where Liverpool play another Saturday 3pm kickoff. Um... Yeah, I need to, we need to get used to this Saturday 3pm kickoffs now. Um, I can't remember the last time we played a televised game on a Saturday. It's honestly been that long. But, um, but yeah, I guess in that instance, um, it was enough recovery time between now and then for Liverpool to resume their momentum of um, this title charge. And against an informed Wolves who have not lost in... Four games, four Premier League games, um, and they've kept three Premier League clean sheets at home consecutively. So, by all means, this was not going to be an easy game. Um, a lot of people thought this would be a formality, but Wolves have quietly gone under the radar. I don't, I don't really, from a neutral perspective, I don't really hear any other team, any other fans of opposition talk about. Oh, Wolves are getting gaining momentum, you know. All this, they they know how to work things now. All the other stuff, they've kind of quietly gone under the radar. But it was another challenge for Liverpool to endure, and we'll talk about whether they overcame it. Um, all right, so let's get into the lineup for today. Ingo, Allison, left back Robinson, centre backs Van Dijk, Matip, right back Trentzona, Arnold. Your midfield three, you had Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson up front, Salomone, Jota. So, in other words. The exact same lineup as Everton, um, which is good to see, which probably means we are going to heavily rotate come AC Milan, and we should because why would you have the same lineup playing a dead rubber game, all this travelling, and then coming back where we got to play Anfield on, on the Saturday, September 11th, December 11th, sorry, um, it would just be unnecessary. And if all the players are fit and ready to go, and you know you can rest players for Wednesday. I and why not play the same lineup that done that beat Southampton four nil, that beat um Everton four one. Um you definitely keep that same team going, absolutely. So so yeah, that was it. Uh so the first half starts now and uh for some reason it it wasn't quite like Everton. It wasn't quite like Southampton, where you could sort of dictate play. And this is what I meant. This is what I mean by uh, Wolves having um, momentum more on their side. Um, come well, obviously they're at home. Um, conditions were not exactly the greatest. Just a lot of wind. So any balls that were going over the top would find themselves overhit or being the air too long. And then the keeper will just catch and reclaim it. And we found ourselves in a bit of a pickle uh, first half, just in terms of um, creativity, because Wolves are playing five at the back, three central defenders against our three main attackers, which meant space was not as... Uh, to gain space was uh, would be a reward as opposed to space being a luxury. Um Fabinho and Thiago, you'd hope that um, they'd keep the fluidity kind of going, but it was a bit more of a conservative approach. Um, even Henderson as well, the guy who, in my opinion, was man in the match against Goodison, 
he also took more of a conservative approach as well. So, um, just because that Wolves were so set up defensively well and they were more tactically astute. Um, so it was just the onus was on Liverpool to try and break Wolves down. And we were struggling, to be honest. Um, there was times where the ball went wide to Robertson a um, couple times, just constantly blocked, 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 blocked. And um, I'd say for about the first half an hour was very reminiscent of the first half against um, West Ham, where you're trying to work out how to break them down, but it's not quite there yet. We, have, we haven't got that moment yet where the space was um, really open. Um, and then in terms of Wolves and attack, obviously they'd use Adama Traore to try to dribble, threaten um, our back line. There was a time where he did dribble past Robertson, um, I think at the half an hour period, but then Matip and Van Dijk would shut him out or there'd be times where they try and play a, a, a long ball early, but due to the high line of Liverpool, we'd manage to catch Jimenez a couple times offside, nullifying his attack. So in terms of containing the attack in the first half, I'd say uh, Liverpool done well. Um, Alisson wasn't really threatened. Um, I, I remember the first key chance rule happened. Nice build-up play between Jota and Mane. Mane finding the space where Robertson makes a diagonal run, plays a through ball out wide, plays the ball in, um, and you'd think Salah would tap it in. Like, you'd have to tap it in, but um, Roman says the Wolves defender just gets uh, just gets something on there, just something on there. Completely throws off Salah. Um, yeah, completely throws off Salah. Ball, ball doesn't go into the net. Ball ends up being a throw-in. Roman Saez ends up clutching his ankle or something. Or was it Conor Cody? Might have been Conor Cody ends up clutching his ankle um, in the process. Um, and yeah, he was, he had to get some treatment. And then um, play, try, play, try, we tried to resume play again. And then it was just a bit frustrating yeah, where you just couldn't get, things didn't get going. Jota's build-up play wasn't really working other than that one moment where him and Salah linked up well to create that almost clear cut chance for Salah to score um yeah you and 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 Mane was going back to his 2021 self where he's like there'd be times where Liverpool would be on the cusp of an attack and like I might, oh yeah I, I even forgot in the first 5 minutes there was a time it, exactly like how Henderson played Mohamed Salah in in the Everton game Mane found himself in that situation but for some reason it's almost like he saw Salah make the run, but then in his his brain decides, I need two, three more touches here. So he takes a one touch, two touch, three touch. And then by the time he plays Salah in, Salah stops his run. He re- Salah, Salah realises he's offside. Then Mane's like, okay, let me play this ball in. And then Salah's like, why did you do that? Like, you you saw me make the run. I would have been onside. I could have done something. Didn't do, didn't do anything in that instance. It was just very, like... That decision-making for Mane, I thought he eradicated that from his game. Because in the last two months or so, I know Mane has been picking it up in form again. But um, it's just like in this first half particularly, just like I saw Ball when he's in 1v1 situations. he just do the obvious thing, try to cross it with his left and the ball either go straight to keeper or, or, or would obviously be blocked by Nelson Semedo. So in, ter- in terms of the upper hand there, I think I'd give it to Nelson Semedo. Um, 
And yeah, I think that was pretty much the first half. Just overall, where just like my crit, my 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 criticism, or my 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 opinion at halftime would just be: get the ball moving quicker. Get the ball. You you have you have to realize in this game, space is not a luxury. You have to find an opening for yourself. If that means dropping in deeper to make um, some sort of fluidity happen, or so be it. Do you know what I mean? And and even Matip even had to try sometimes dribble from his own half to try to get something going. But, um, yeah, that was what Liverpool were just dealing with. And you'd hope in the second half that we crack it open, that we do something different. But second half, if anything, Wolves kind of grew more into the game. There was times where Adamo Chirore was finding himself a little bit more confident. There was times where he was just driving with the ball forward. Um, cause Liverpool were ha- Liverpool would have had a corner. Uh, yeah, there was a, yeah that was it. There was a corner Liverpool had on the right hand side. Trent Alexander Arnold whips the ball in. Um, is it overhit a little bit? But Mohamed Salah tries to half volley it back in for some support to find some sort of Liverpool player. Um, it finds Thiago. He shoots. It's blocked off the defender. Then it comes. Then it, the ball that's blocked off the defender comes straight back to Thiago's left foot. Who Thiago wasn't expecting it. He just reacts to it in any natural way possible. And then it's blocked from the keeper again. Then he tries to get something onto it. Being aware of the situation. And then nothing comes of it. And then on the counter-attack, um, I remember Traore bombing down the right wing to the point where Fabinho had to make the tactical foul. He had to Because uh, he was gaining that momentum a little bit more. And then about five minutes later, Chore again went past Robertson. Robertson took him out. Um, but the good thing about Chore was that, again, it, what Chore has always suffered with throughout his whole career, just end product is just not there. Um, and, yeah, same with Jimenez, where we just isolate him. Um, yeah, little things like that. And then, but the one time Adama Chore kind of did something, it was a bit of a lapse in concentration from Van Dijk. He had the ball in, in our own corner half. He tried to turn out with it, but it was a bit too casual. Chore just bullies him off the ball-ish. But I, but it's as Van Dijk tries to clear it with his left foot. But I think if Van Dijk went down, maybe we get a soft free kick out of it. But he doesn't. Chore just nips the ball off him. But um, And then Trent ends up having to cover uh, the centre-back space. And then he passes it to a South Korean player. I forgot his name. Uh, and then Trent does well to isolate him off the ball. And then, yeah, nothing comes with that. But you could tell momentum was slowly... Um, it was almost like a back and forth sort of thing. Like both teams were trying to figure out what to do. And then we make one tactical risk. Um, 63rd minute, Henderson comes off. Um, and I, I agree with Henderson coming off. I just think Henderson in this game was more just keeping things ticking as opposed to, right, dictate the play here. Set play here, counter press here. Um, it just it was it was a very conservative Henderson performance. Maybe the derby took it out of him a little bit, but in this game we just didn't see that same momentum carry on. And yeah, and Devo Karigi comes on, and then um, there was a moment where oh my god, ball played on the right hand side over the top from Trent. Um, Jota makes a run. Um, defender and goalkeeper comes out for it. They both collide into each other. Jota notices the the incident of the calamitous situation. He picks up the ball from the right-hand side. Takes one touch, two touch, three touch. 
There's two Wolves player running to the goal, to the mouth of the goal, trying to stand on the goal line to make sure they block it. But in this instance here, you'd back Jota all the way just to find any sort of corner and slot it. Or even option two, Mane, who was running down uh, the channel as he noticed the mistake as well, screaming for the ball. Square it, square it to me, square it to me. Jota's like, nah, it's my birthday. Nah, um, it's my... No, it's my it's against my old team. I am I'm, I'm in goal scoring form. I should definitely score here. And in that instance, as a Liverpool fan, you're thinking he's going to score here. I was standing up. I was standing up. My arms were raised before the goal even happened. Like you know what Van Dijk does when he raises his arms before it scored. And then Jota shoots with his left foot, but he shoots centrally at goal. He doesn't he doesn't shoot at the right corner or the left corner. He shoots at goal where both defenders are standing in the goal mouth. And Connor Cody clears it off the line. I let off the biggest scream in disbelief. I was quite... I was, I was flabbergasted. I was, I was like, that miss is unforgivable. And if that costs us the league, shame on you, Jota. How can you do that? How, uh, open goal. It's essentially an open goal. It's essentially open goal. All you have to do is slot it in the corner. Either corner is a goal. Either corner is a goal. And he don't he fails to do fails to do either of that. And I was like, it's not our day. I know this we've seen how this story ends. We've seen how this rodeo ends. I was like, Jota, if if we do not win this game, there's going to be so much blood on your fucking hands. There's going to be so much blood on your hands. Because I was getting PTSD from Brentford when we didn't um when we didn't close out. Uh Brighton when we didn't close out. These are the games where you need to capitalize on your opponent's failures in order to be title challengers. That's simple. In eighteen nineteen you had far too many draws and that cost us the league. Um But that in that instance Liverpool should have one hundred percent been one 0 up. And then um after that moment, it was a bit of element of frustrating frustration beginning to kick in where just um, we'd be playing the ball and it, things would just it'd be a little bit overplaying. But Thiago was stepping up his performance in second half way more. Like you've seen Thiago making beautiful challenges on Traore, cutting out, cutting out attacks that Wolves are starting to attack numerous times. And he, he was so key defensively, even... He was even more, he was playing the defensive role better than uh, Fabinho in that instance. Just like, just being the one to steady the ship, to stop any Wolves attack from happening. Because this game was swaying to be like a 50-50 type moment. Um, and then 80th minute, uh, we bring on Oxlade-Chamberlain. Jota comes off uh, to play. In, so you got Ox playing in that number 10 role. And then it was looking like... Uh, Liverpool was slowly to be get get out of ideas. Um, I remember there was a time where there was a cross whipped in from the right hand side. It, the ball overlaps almost everyone, but Robertson runs up to it and for some reason decides to cross it again in the air mid volley, as opposed to just hitting it and see what happens with the ball. Just see what happens with the ball. Um, and then Mohamed Salah. He was probably contained. He he was contained. I can't lie. The left back had his number in this instance. Um, but there was one time where Mohamed Salah managed to get the turn on this on this left back, and for some reason, just there's just no shot power. 
there was just no belief in this. Um, and there was a classic Salah turn, and he he when he usually snapshots at it, it goes in, but. It was that this shot just didn't have any belief in it. And it was very comfortable for the keeper to save. Um, but yeah, when Origi did come on, I have to praise him. Um, when he did come on, he he was making things happen in terms of just winning headers. Getting the ball down, driving with the ball. Just keeping that fluidity that wasn't there in the first half at all. And just being alert. Just be standing in the right areas, turning... Um, just keep yeah. There was nothing negative that I was like, oh fuck sake, Origi. Obviously he would have a shot and then he slipped, but no, no problem there. But um, yeah, it was I was getting a little bit nervous. I was like, we're gonna bottle this again, and a Man City gonna be licking their lips, um, cause they're about to play in about uh half an hour. Oh, in, or on this instance, uh, at the time of this podcast recording, actually um. About to kick off in five, so it'll be there. They'll be like, Yes, Chelsea lost. Uh, Liverpool may be gonna draw. Um, Man City, yes, if we win now, we can be top of the league, etc. etc. Um, it was almost looking like we had nothing in the tank. It was getting to that moment. Then one final ball whipped in, ball goes over. Um, uh, I can't remember, it might have been from Robertson or someone like that. Um, it all happened in a blur, honestly. 94th minute, ball over the top, over Mane, over Salah. Ball falls to Origi. Origi controls it. Ball retention back to the defender. Turns, shoots with his left foot. Ball goes underneath the keeper's legs. Ripples into the net. 1-0 Liverpool, 94th minute. I go absolutely mental. Liverpool... Players on the Liverpool bench go mental. Jurgen Klopp going mental. Coaching staff going mental. Trent going mental. Salah going mental. Thiago going mental. It's pure elation in the away fans. Everyone's just like, yes! And it's almost like, it's, all, it's not even that the yes was fucking, ah, oh, we finally scored. It was the fucking relief. It was the relief that we're not going to bottle it again after Brighton and Brentford. It was almost getting to that moment. But Divo Corrigi, this um, resonance, I don't know what's happened in, in this season, but I feel like he's playing football with a passion again. Because last season, it was almost like Origi hated playing football. It, he, and I was like, we have to send... And, ev- and everyone, every Liverpool fan can agree with this. And you would, everyone was saying, so Origi. But no football club wanted to buy Origi. And at last season, you could understand why. He was just playing football without any sort of passion. He didn't feel like it didn't feel like he was enjoying football. When I watched Origi play, it felt like um, he just don't want to be there anymore. And he's the and and he, the fact he came with the winner, and he was just pointing up to the sky, thanking God. It was it was a happy celebration. He didn't he never goes mental when he scores. He's almost like a all glory to he's he, he's so he's so laid back. But yeah, um, Origi comes through with the late winner. Um, and you'd have to say, Diva Origi's probably the most bizarre footballer of all time to ever join Liverpool, just in terms of just um, the, the winners he scores. Obviously, Barcelona um, winning off the Champions League. Um, the Newcastle game, he came clutch there. Uh, Everton, he came clutch there. Uh, Wolves tonight, he's come clutch here. He's just the strangest footballer. He's the strangest footballer. It's very hard to describe Divock Origi's career. 
it's almost you'd say it's like David and Gog, but it's not David and Gog because David and Gog won us nothing. Origi's won us a Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just like it's so bizarre. How do you how do you measure Divock Origi's ability as a footballer? When you know he's got this in him, I, I but it's like yeah, when when Origi wants to show up, he shows up. Do you know what I mean? Like he just shows up. There's just nothing you you can't stop it. You can't stop it when he's in that mood. But it's just like yeah, it, it's it's very bizarre. I'm sure everyone that's listening right now would agree. Um, yeah, absolutely mental. Um, but I hope he continues this resonance because he's going to be very important next month. When Salah Mane in Africa, we're going to probably play Jota Firmino Origi or something like that. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. Um, maybe Ox, I don't know. Or maybe we buy someone in January. I'm not quite sure. But it's assuring knowing that Origi is coming up with the goods when he can and scores. Because his last appearance was West Ham. He came on and scored. He came on tonight and scored. So, yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to Jurgen Klopp for making that change because a lot of people were like, Origi for Hendo, it's a, it's a bit strange, but I wasn't angry. At the time when I tweeted it, I said, okay, it looks like Jurgen Klopp's taking a gamble here. I, I, I didn't complain at it because recency bias reminded me of when Origi scored against West Ham. So I was like, let's see if he can do it again. And when Origi came on, he was just clicking instantly. He looks way more hungrier than... Uh, Mane today, who is a little bit laxy-daisy, you know what I'm saying? But incredible win. That is a statement win. That's what title That's what title winners do, bro. Them little clutch moments like that. And yeah, Origi is the clutch king. He really is the clutch king of Liverpool. After Steven Gerrard, the clutch king is Divock Origi. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's no one that would ever disagree with that statement right there. But yeah, Liverpool top of the league for now. Um, hopefully Watford either make Man City draw or lose so that we stay top either via goal difference or um, by one point. So yeah, what what game. Um, very, very happy right now. Uh, my voice is almost gone. I'm still sweating. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Tell FC Reactions. Um... I think I might do an AC Milan episode, hopefully, if I'm not working. I know it's a dead rubber game anyway, so I don't think it's that important. Um, Unless something major happens during that game. Um, But if I do, I probably will try and cover the episode if I happen to watch it. If I don't happen to watch it, the next time you probably hear from me will be um, the Stevie G return. When Steven Gerrard, as Aston Villa manager, returns to Anfield. Mr. Liverpool returns to Anfield as Premier League manager. He's going to get a reception all round. Um, it'll be very nice to see how Gerrard reacts to that. And it might give him a glimpse of um, what being a Liverpool manager will be like. Because he's going to be on the touchline. Even though he's opposition coach, we know one day it's, it's obviously going to happen. But he has to... He has a lot of quotas and credentials that he's got to complete with Aston Villa first before we even think about giving him this uh, Liverpool job the day Jurgen Klopp decides to hang it up. You know what I mean? Because um, right now, Liverpool in their prime years, 
And Liverpool got their best manager of the 21st century. Or arguably top three Liverpool managers of all time. After Shankly and and um, Bob Paisley. Um, and maybe Kenny Dalglish is player coach. But in terms of pure manager, Klopp is top three in that regards. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the reactions. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And yeah, tune in either on Wednesday or Saturday. Um, be sure to share LFC reactions and all the rest. Cheers.